Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Love Hour podcast. I am your host, Miss Kev on stage, and I am joined by my husband and co-host. The Kev on stage. And we are here with two very special guests. I am so excited because we have been playing Let's Meet Up and Do a Thing Together for a while now. Uh, mm-hmm. I think the first time I met Angela was at um, Sarah Jakes Roberts' birthday. No, it wasn't her birthday party. It was um, Teray's birthday party. Yes. And that was the first time I met you. We had all these like grandiose plans. And here we are 15 years later. Because um, <laughs> things are there. So things happen. So who we have with us today? None other than Manuel and Angela. Reyes, and I mean no disrespect yes. because Angela goes by Johnson Reyes, but I couldn't add the Johnson Reyes. It was Let's just a it. lot. Okay, yeah, I felt it. a lot Let's of pressure in that moment. <laughs> you can just call me Mr. Johnson if you want. <laughs> Straight. Um, so I'm going to actually allow you guys the opportunity to introduce yourselves. If you do not know who um, Angela is, I'm not quite sure how you've made it this far in life and haven't come across some bit of hers on some form of social media. But in the event that you live under a rock, she will introduce herself to you. Yes, I'm a stand-up comedian, actress, um, wife, dog big, mom. Big wife, yes. <laughs> um, yeah, I've been doing stand-up for 16 years. No, that's a lie, 16 years? No, I've lived here for 16 years. I've been doing stand-up for 13 years, something in that Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and this is my husband, Manuel. And Manuel so nice is you. an artist in his own right, child. We just learned all the things about him as well. So tell the folks who you are, Manny. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> ex-balloon animal man, uh, current. <laughs> you want to hear that story? Current musician. <laughs> I've been I've been doing music since 94. Uh, still doing music. I went through two bands. I started a band called Group One Crew that was signed with Warner. And then I started a band called Pandas that was signed with Capital. And now I do my own thing. Independent. Independent. Yay. My own boss. Having a blast. I've, I've had, this is the funnest I've, I've ever had in my whole career. Even though I haven't gone anywhere. <laughs> it's not even close to the level of success, but I am most happiest right now, which is that's that's a feat unto itself yeah it it Mm -hmm. really really is so um if you are obviously uh just joining us the podcast is about life love and the pursuit of happiness this episode will be a two-parter or is i should say a two-parter um the um first part the first part thank you very much i was gonna say something else but you helped me uh the first part dropped yesterday which is wednesday and you can find that on a night um nights at the round table pod okay nights with an s and that's nights n-i-g-h-t-s at the round table pod where you'll be able to listen to the first part and this is the second part um and vice versa so what we're going to do um that we're kind of kicking back because i've designated the month of april as like my um kind of chill month 
because usually Manny was talking about in our episode with them, how deep he is and low key. I am that person. Like I'm always <laughs> here for like super deep conversations. So um, we're going to keep it low key and light. Although we are going to learn a little bit about your love story. I am going to ask just like some really fun kind of quarantine type questions at the end. Yeah. But what we want to do first is start off. We have a segment called that or this, this or that, which we've transferred to what is it called now? It's, it's the it's still that or this, but okay. it's a misery index. So okay. you have to decide of these two terrible things, which one would you rather happen to you? Would you rather have or yes, to him? To you, you personally. Okay. Each okay. of you ask, ask, answer for yourself. Would you rather have chronic hemorrhoids or chronic insomnia? Ooh. I kind of want to say hemorrhoids just because I don't understand the full effects of that. <laughs> But I do understand the full effects of not sleeping. Yeah, yes. I know. I love my sleep. But Theo had hemorrhoids. Remember, he was walking around with that donut for his butt the whole time. Maybe don't say his name. But <laughs> Dang. Okay. Can I do an insomnia? Is like some sleep though. I'm gonna go with insomnia. I'll go. With, I'll go with insomnia since I only get like four hours of sleep now. Anyways. Oh. How are you surviving off of four hours, bruh? Strange. I'm a freaking robot. Strange. Strange. <laughs> I don't know what it is. They say you the older you get, the less sleep you need. So that's true. My grandma's been arriving off of four hours for as long as I've been alive. And it's never yeah. affected her. <laughs> <laughs> I might go with insomnia as well, even though sleep is like my one of my hobbies. Um as a hobby though. I hate pain. I can I don't like pain. Yeah. So and but even though when I haven't had sleep, it feels like pain. And yeah. Like, yeah. I need a nap. <laughs> yeah. This is a hard one. No, I'm just insomnia. insomnia. I can't. Yeah. yeah. Okay, Kev, give us the full. What is um hemorrhoids? Hemorrhoids though? is inside out, but no, technically, <laughs> chronic hemorrhoids are called piles. Are swollen veins in your anus and lower rectum, similar similar to varicose veins. Hemorrhoids can develop inside the rectum or under the skin around the anus. External hemorrhoids. Yeah. Pain. You, external hemorrhoids are itching or irritation in your anal region, pain or discomfort, swelling around your butt, and bleeding. Insomnia for a hundred, Alex. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. So yep. insomnia. That's hilarious. No, definitely going with insomnia. That sounds uncomfortable. That sounds painful. That sounds like the worst type of life to live. I want nothing to do with that. Yeah, I'm going with nothing I to do with I think I will take hemorrhoids. I need rest. What? I go, yeah, I go hard. I sleep hard. At least if I had an chronic butt, I could still sleep. No, like you wouldn't. That. You would be up in pain. No, no, it didn't. Bro, have that. you ever had itchy butt, bro? No. Son. When I was young, it didn't take as many showers as I do now. I have itchy butt. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> it wasn't hemorrhoid related. It was just musty related. Um, so, yeah, I think I could live better. Uh, Melissa, be she, be she can't sleep much more often than I can't sleep. And I'm just a cranky Cranky but wipe, yeah, great <laughs> when I haven't slept. But man, when your that. blood hurts when you do do, woo, tough. I'm switching, I'm going with insomnia. No, you're sick. <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's so funny and kind of crazy. Okay, so what we're gonna do is transition into um, the point of it all. So let's get to know who y'all are, child. 
tell us mm-hmm. how long have you guys been married? When did y'all meet? How was the proposal? When did you have your first kiss? Did you fit butterflies? And actually, I did get this question though, and I don't know if this is true, but um, did you guys wait until marriage to consummate? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You know, I was actually really impressed with Anne's in this particular topic because I'm the kind of guy that as long as you don't start none, won't be none. Uh-huh. So as long as the chick keep it holy, I can keep it holy. It's <laughs> always when when she will break the 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 third, you know, the the fourth wall, then I'm like, uh, uh. <laughs> you know. Well, so with Anne, the glory of God. <laughs> with with Anne, we made this rule when we got engaged. She was like, no matter what, you got to go home at like, was it 10 o'clock? No, midnight. Midnight. Okay, midnight. So there was never a time where I can stay. There's never a time. And she just kept it so classy the whole time, which was also something that was amazing for me. But we met in August. We had a, we, we got hooked up by a friend who did a blind Skype date, basically. Wait, let me, I want to tell that story. Why? Because I like the way I tell that story. She liked you, the way you tell that story. I like the way I tell that story. But were you gonna finish the um about waiting to consummate? Because yes. were you going into how we met? No, I was going into how we met. Okay, now I'll take it. I'll <laughs> take it from here. Thank you. Thanks, Manuel. I'll take it from here. <laughs> um. Okay. So, my roommate at the time was getting married. Okay. Okay. So I go to her wedding. And there was this hot guy there with an afro, right? And I was like, ooh, who's this? And then at the reception, I saw him there. And I was like, somebody needs to introduce me to this guy. And nobody would introduce me to him. And then he wasn't trying to introduce himself to me. Like, he didn't even look my way. And I wasn't going to introduce myself. So I was like, mm, oh, well, snoozy lose. And so I went home real confident, like, mm, you missed out. Sorry. <laughs> I go to my friend who was getting married that day. I go to her Facebook. I click on her new husband's Facebook page. I go through all of his friends. Oh my gosh, Angela Johnson, Ray. Yes, I did. Cyber stalk him to the fullest. I go through all his friends until I found that afro and I was like, ding, click, and then went down rabbit holes of research. And I found out he was in a band. I found out he loved the lore. I found out he was touring. I found all this stuff about him and I was like, oh, Okay. Yes. And I did not message him. I did not Facebook poke him. I did not nothing. I didn't even tell my friend that I searched up the guy at her wedding. I didn't even tell my best friends that I was looking up this guy on the internet. I didn't tell nobody. I just kept it to myself. And I went about my business for two years. Oh, what? I was like, that's your fault. You should have met me. Wow. You missed out. I'm sorry for you. And I went about my life. Years. Mm-hmm. And listen, I, I can get very stubborn. Um, <laughs> and so I just went about my life. But honestly, real talk, I'm so glad we didn't meet back then because we were not right for each other, ready for each other back then. We were both 
different people. Yeah, I was time. in a white girl phase for like a decade. Only white girls. Oh, <laughs> yeah, for like a decade. I had this idea of marrying a white chick who was down with us. You know what I'm saying? Like, not the white chick is trying to be black, but uh, the white chick that black people accepted. Like that uh, one, uh, that one the that they're like, you know what? She, she cool. cool, man. Yeah, she cool. You she can handle with, with us. Well, that hold was on. My- Hold on, Manny. While we're talking about what you can do for in two years, because you wasted your time during those two years, <laughs> let us not waste our time while we're on quarantine. Let's instead be intentional and get our lives together by doing what? Working out. Yeah. And that's why we're here to tell you about Open Fit. They have everything you need from yoga, which if you saw Kevin and I trying to do yoga, it's clear that we need to (laughs) practice more. They have um, everything from 10 minute workouts to intense workouts without weights, with weight. They literally have everything. Open Fits takes the complexity out of losing weight and getting fit. It's a new fitness streaming service that allows you to do your workout from where the comfort of your living room, which is probably where you are right now. Sculpt your body in the convenience of your own home without any eyes on you, because sometimes that is very intimidating and embarrassing. Uh, Open Fit has changed the way I work out and texting my code love, that's L-O-V-E to 50-50-50, and you can join me and Kevin on our fitness journey personalized just for you. Right now during the Open Fit 14-day challenge, my listeners get a special extended 14-day trial membership mm. to Open Fit when you take text love, love. L O V E to 505050, you will get full access to Open Fit, all the workout and nutrition information because you don't want to work out without eating, right? Totally free. Again, just text love that's L O V E to 505050 and remember standard message and data rates may apply now let you can continue about your um you wasting your time for two years with karen. First of all, somebody in the comments said karen reyes <laughs> um so yeah so two years go by i didn't tell nobody i didn't tell my best friends that i was looking up this guy nothing all of a sudden i get a text from my friend who got married that day and I, we kind of lost touch with each other. I hadn't talked the to same her wedding we were at. The same Ryan. wedding, right? She texts me and she's like, hey, is this still Angela's number? And I was like, yeah. And she goes, um, call me back. I want to hook you up with somebody. I was like, who do you want to hook me up with? And she was like, I don't know if he's your type, but look him up on Facebook. His name is Manuel Reyes. And I was like, mm-hmm. <laughs> all my research came flooding back. <laughs> <laughs> but I still didn't even tell her. I, I just go, oh, okay, I'll look him up. That's fine. I'll check him out, see who he is. Angelo, you said you stubborn. We need a new word. That is beyond stubborn. Yeah, is. Look him up on Facebook. I did that two years ago. <laughs> mm-hmm. He almost missed out is what happened. Um, and she simultaneously hit me up at the same time and said the same thing. Yo, I need you to check out this chick. And the first thing I said when I saw her Facebook page, I was like, Deanna, this chick is Mexican. You know, I don't don't date no Mexicans. (laughs) Now, look, I'm not racist. It's just in the Hispanic community. What's your your, uh, ethnicity, Manuel? So I'm Puerto Rican. So my makeup is black, Spaniard, and Taino? Taino Indian. Correct. Yep. So I got Indian, black, and uh, a Spanish in me. So 
Again, like I said, I was in a white girl phase and I was just, I don't know, I was in that place. So I wasn't paying Man, attention. Man, was out here trying to date white girls when he is colored on top of color. <laughs> on top of color. I know. You are three mixes of colors. I'm all kinds of color. Like, I don't know what I was trying to do, you know? And now I look back at it, if, you know, real, like, I don't know what I was doing. Anyway, but <laughs> when I finally got, like, I was like, you know what, God, I'm doing, like, I'm dating a lot of people that I think are dope surprise me i'm gonna give this a shot mm -hmm. so i just entered into it with like surprise me god all right i don't i don't know this ain't my typical vibe but you know you do you and i remember we set up a skype date that was our first date it was like oh. we never seen each other before it's just a skype date wait what year was on tour 2010 10. yeah he was on tour he lived in orlando at the time i lived in la he was on tour everywhere and I was on tour, but Orlando and LA was our, our home bases. Yeah. So we do this, we do this Skype thing, yo. And I try to get like, I try to get a little fly from the waist up. Yeah. You know, that was, <laughs> I didn't care about that. I was like, let me look, let me look decent so that she, you know, thinks I'm a good looking dude and attractive and all that stuff. Man, she signs on. And this is all I see her walking past the <laughs> back and Back and forth. I was busy. No makeup. <laughs> hair, I look just like this. Hair up, just all kinds of. And I was like, either she don't care what she looks like, or she just hella confident. <laughs> she just like, this is me. And no I was makeup. like, I was packing, getting ready to go on tour. I'm like, look, you want to be a part of my life? This what happened. This is I my pack. Life. I look like this. Yeah. You then she don't. Then no? she don't hit me up for a week. And I was like mad at Deanna. I was like, don't be trying to help me out with people. They ain't really interested. You know what I'm saying? Like, I ain't got time for this. Yeah. She finally hits me up. And I'm like, look, we have some conversations. We have a good combo. And I'm like, look, here's what I'm going to do. I got two days off of tour. I'm in South Carolina. I will fly to LA. Okay. We can have a day date with our friends so that you know I'm trying to keep it holy. I ain't trying to get no, this ain't a booty flight. Okay. Uh. We have a day day with all of our friends. If you still like me, then we can have a night date the very next day. So that's what you're, I did. You're all the way over here. Giving people advice on how to do dates though, right now. Yeah, Legit. like with friends first, yeah, and the family, so that everybody can vibe. Post that if you're digging me. We'll move on to a night date. So it was yeah. the girl, my friend that got married, and then her husband, who was his friend. My best yeah. friend, yeah. So true. it was them and their daughter. They We all went to lunch together. Yep. That was our, our And first. then after, it only lasted an hour. After that, I asked her, so do you like, do you, you know, you dig it? You want to meet up tomorrow or no? So she's like, yeah, let's do it. So then we meet up the next night. And that was where it almost went off the rails because okay. Ange... We remember this very differently, but this is not different. Eventually, she will get this right through therapy and prayer. Um, <laughs> That's what I'm about to start saying about you. Yeah, but your memory is wrong. <laughs> My memory is exact. <laughs> she was acting hella cold towards me, right? Just mad cold. She continues to proclaim that the reason I felt that she was cold is because I'm used to girls throwing themselves at me. Oh. I know the truth. And it was that you were being cold. And I could tell I was paying for somebody else's mistakes. Cause I could tell I have not done anything yet. And this chick is just mad cold. So I'm like, somebody in her life has messed her up. Then now I am paying for it uh -huh. because she was just being kind of standoffish. 
So I remember praying. I was like, Lord, if this chick don't soften up, I'm going to fake a stomachache and I'm going to bounce. <laughs> I'm going to fake I'm sick and I got to go. And I was dead serious. Because again, remember I told you in the last part, I'm no BS. Like, yeah, I can get somebody else. I don't need to go through all this. I'm good. And at that fifth minute mark, she gives me like a hug, but like a, a church hug. You know, the church, church hug. hug. Where you oh, now shut up. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> a nice little church hug. And I was like, all right, I'll take it. You know, I'll take it. I'll stick around for another 10. And then by the by the end of the night, like we were buying clothes for tour, and she nuzzles up and does the whole eighth grade dance thing where she's like in front of me. Like I got in front of him and right nuzzles here. up, and I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> and after that, the night took off. We had good convo. We went to Lala's, the steakhouse. She dropped me back off at my boy Rick's house. And again, we weren't, I, t- I didn't want to kiss at this point because until we we're official, I didn't want to kiss. And we hugged though. And when we hugged, I did. I saw the fireworks like that you see in movies. It was oh. like a we. So at the time, we were like, "Oh, that was a magical hug." But now, learning more about energy and the force, like the actual energy that we have as people, yeah, both of our energy at the same time was doing something where it really felt like fireworks and we both felt it and that was just us hugging at the end of the night yeah after that it like it escalated real fast yeah so we met in um august august we were official official in october we were engaged by christmas eve and then we got married in june yeah dang wait 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 was all of this long distance yeah well he moved to la in january in January, we got married in June. So you guys yeah. dated long distance August, September, October, November, December, yet five months. Yeah, and you know what? It kind of reminds me of the show that's popular right now, Love is Blind, because uh-huh. we didn't have the opportunity to um, cross boundaries or move too fast because we just had conversation on right. Skype yeah. and um, phone calls and so and we, at this point in our age there's no there's again no bs like yeah. so how old i'm trying to find the real guys? thing 29 i was 30 30 no 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 no. Mm-hmm. I, I got married at 30 so you were 28 at that time oh okay 28 when we met 29 we got married yeah wow. so we were in the no bs phase of life so it was just like yo you with it if you with it cool because i don't have no time because six months before this is when I deleted every girl out of my phone oh, yeah, that, that wasn't trying to bring me closer to Jesus. Because I remember. Randy was out here, girl. You ain't nothing but uh, <laughs> a hindrance, amen, to my relationship with the Father. Amen. I, and I don't need no hindrance between me and the Father. So I've got to delete you out of my life, uh huh, because you're hindering my relationship with my Father. Uh huh. Come on, Listen, Manny was out here looking for Yo. I, th- here's the problem, because I was out hoeing around. Look, six months prior, I was I was out like, I wasn't like a full time hoe. I was like, uh, I was like, uh, <laughs> well, hold on, like, time out. You was hoeing around. You got right with God, and now I can't be with none of y'all. That was six months. Yo, ago. it's like that. You know, when you first now. get saved, no, when you first get saved, saved, you start taking things drastically. Yes. So, Eventually, I was like, you work of iniquity. Wait, I know you're not. Exactly. Wait, I just want to know what are the hours of a part time home? 
Yeah, just... so a part-time, here's a part-time hoe, okay? Uh, so I can, I can date and go around, but I was so scared of Jesus that I couldn't sleep around. Because I it. thought for sure I will be that one guy that gets a chick pregnant and I have to tell the world. There will be times where I kid you not, the, the conviction was so real that I thought I got people pregnant and we ain't even had sex. <laughs> we, I'm talking, and I'm not talking about, I, I'm talking about, I'm in tears calling my accountability. Like it happened, it happened. I'm telling my manager, I'm like, oh no. He's like, what happened? I'm like, I got a girl pregnant. He's like, man, you slept with this chick? I'm like, no, I didn't. And he's like, he starts laughing and I'm in tears. I'll never forget this. I was at the airport. I'm like, bro, I'm telling you the Lord's going to get me. I should know better. I should know better. I'm going to be the second immaculate conception. It's going to happen through me. Oh Lord, God. help me. So eventually I got tired of living that oh, way. He was like, you know what? I did really cool with that Jesus thing. I'm going to do it again to men. This <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bro, I thought that was going to be my life. So then I was like, self-awareness. What we were talking about in the previous pod, I was like, you know what? Either I'm going to be honest with myself where I'm at, or I'm going to keep doing this like thing, keep lying to myself, and keep going around in circles. So I remember the day that I looked into my mirror, and I remember saying, you are a whore. <laughs> you don't want to be a whore. You. Some of y'all need to have that conversation whore? with yourself. You whore. are a whore. <laughs> you are a whore with good intentions because it's not like you out here trying to whore. You ain't trying to be this thing. It's that you give yourself to people without knowing the end result. You're just mm. hoping that it turns into something. But you're not actively like setting it up so that it turns into something. You're like rolling the dice with your body, with your emotions not ever having a, a game plan. And so again, I had to stop BSing myself. And I was like, look, dude, if you're ever going to find somebody that is of value, they're going to be able to look at you and be like, man, that guy has a lot of potential, but I can't mess with him. He's too immature. He out here, he out here living like he thinks this is okay. So I tightened up. I was like, you know what? I'm done. I went through my phone and I was like, she don't bring me closer to Jesus. She don't bring me closer to Jesus. Wow. I just started deleting all the girls that didn't bring me closer to Jesus. See, Angela, if you would have been in his Six phone from two years ago, you would have been deleted. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Six months later is when I find her. Literally six months later. That's when Deanna calls me and and then boom. I was already straight. I was already like living like above, way above reproach. And then it just like, it clicked when I, when I met her. And the only thing, I remember the only thing that was like, don't get married was that, that, flesh side of me that that part of me is like bro you gonna say bye to all these women you gonna say mm -hmm. bye to all this stuff and that's when i knew it was the devil i was like man i already had all these women i was dating a laker girl before her and i'm like i'm still unhappy don't try angela, to lie to her angela wants you a raider at yes she was, <laughs> was dating a laker girl real Real opposite, because she was like this. This was the Laker girl. Babe, what did she I? Was like, what was the song that I danced for you at our wedding? My song. The song that I danced for you. At Out of Space Love. No, let me upgrade you. Oh yeah, let me upgrade you. Yeah. <laughs> you upgraded me. Let me tell you, I did a choreograph. Routine I'm happily husband, upgraded. And, and then yeah, it, let me upgrade. It's on YouTube. Go find it. Then I, I almost ruined our engagement. I almost ruined our engagement twice. Yeah. 
by accidentally telling her that I was going to engage. Propose the proposal. Okay. Yeah. So I told her twice. Real quick, I want to say something to what Manny was saying about he deleted all the people out of his phone or whatever. We just figured out recently on an episode of oh. our podcast. Um I had pulled out my old journals. So I save all my old journals. I love journaling and from the time I moved to LA. So I have like stacks and stacks of journals, right? So I like to go back periodically and read where I was at this time in my life for multiple reasons, which I can get into, but I'll just off the top real quick, just to go back and see how far you've grown, see how far you've come, see the, the prayers that you prayed for that didn't get answered, that thank God they didn't get answered the way you wanted them to. And to see the prayers that did get answered and just to remind ourselves of what we have gone through and they overcame the enemy by the word of their testimony. So, Hey, let's read it and then remind ourselves of what we've done. Right. So I like yeah. to go back to my journals and read all that. I was reading this page and I was single at the time I had dated a very manipulative dude right before him. Um, and I was writing my journal. And so I, I'm reading and I'm praying I, I'm usually talking to God when I journal mm -hmm. and I was praying and I was like, Lord, whoever my future husband is, I just pray for him right now. And I started praying for him. Right. And I prayed for his parents. I prayed for my future in-laws. I prayed for um, wisdom and his decision making wow. specifically perfect with it. Yeah. I prayed for wisdom and his decision making. Right. Skip through a few more pages, go a couple more months. That journal entry, Deanna called me today. She said she wanted to hook me up with wow. this guy, Manuel Reyes. And I start talking about him, right? So we started lining up Manny deleting women out of his phone around the same time where I'm praying for him saying, Lord, wow. help him make some good decisions. <laughs> We found that's that out while we were doing our podcast. Your prayer was the deletion. Yeah, yeah. I manifested them. We we were literally we were doing our podcast and and we were like doing the time. We were like, oh my god, this was happening. Wow. Wow. And then it got. It's god crazy. Created thing. Mm -hmm. And I was not gonna let it go. I was not gonna let it go. I was like, nope, no, I can't let this go because I didn't see an end. I have this theory that most people, when they get in a relationship, they will know. It's gonna end in the first week. Wow. wow! They will see the red flag. They will see the thing that's in the person. They will be able to identify it. It's just that most people think they can change it. Most people Ooh. think they can love it out of the other person. That's that's just what we think by by nature. We think that our love, our whatever, can fix the other person, <laughs> and we close our eyes to it. And then somewhere down the road, that one thing that you knew way back that you saw the red flag will be the reason why you break up. It always happens. At least in my life, I always knew in the first week, oh, this girl's insecure. We're going to break up because of that. But I'll try to love her. I'll try to compliment her enough. I'll try to do all the things. But at the end of the day, she was just insecure. And it, and mm. it wouldn't work. Mm. So I knew that Angie and I, I didn't see an end with us. And that was what gave me hella peace. And I remember the Lord saying that I can trust Angie. And I've never heard that before. And I remember telling God, well, if you can trust her, then I can trust her. Mm -hmm. And that was it for me. 
Listen, y'all are out here dropping gems on top of gems on top of gems. This is probably <laughs> the most romantic origin story it I've is. ever heard. It's very layered. In, in all of ever. It, this is the love story that <laughs> you want to hear in the movies that gives you all like the warm and the fuzzies and all of those things. And it's just, I know it just makes you feel really good to hear. And the other thing that's really great is you talked about really discernment. And discernment is something that you learn. It's iron sharpening iron. It's being intuitive. It's uh, allowing the Holy Ghost to speak to you. And those are things that you can learn over time, which is why I wanted to share with you about Skillshare, because they're a platform that allows you to learn different things on their platform, things about creativity. Even um, everyone knows, again, we're moving. We've said this 50, 11 times. I'm sure y'all are sick of me talking about it. But they also have an interior design. Um, uh, tutorial, so to speak, where they teach you how to design your home, your um, design style, and all of those things. I love Skillshare. And with all of the downtime that we have, now is a good time. If you have it in you, this is not to like shame you into doing something that maybe you are emotionally exhausted and cannot do. But if you have it in you, it is definitely a good time to learn something new that doesn't take a lot out of you. And Skillshare allows you to do just that. They have everything from drawing, writing, and journaling classes. Um, Angela just talked about the effects of journaling in her own life. And this is a great way to manage stress, practice mindfulness, feel connected to one another, get your thoughts out on paper, kind of decompress. Journaling is a great way to do that. Explore your creativity and get two months free of premium membership at skillshare.com slash love hour. That's two whole months of unlimited access of thousands of classes for free. Get started and join today by heading to Skillshare.com slash love hour. That's two free months of unlimited access to thousands of classes and at skill. That's two free months of unlimited access to thousands of classes at Skillshare.com slash love hour. Okay. Now let me go back to this. Um, Child, between this wig and this heat, though, I am hot. I'm like sweating. <laughs> uh, um, I was going to say something. First of all, this kind of goes back to the idea that we were talking about with Shan, and that is dating with intention. And like you both kind of talked about that, like the fact that you're writing out your list of like, this is what I'm praying for. Bless you. Um, and hey, then- Rona trying to get me. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, that's what I was over here having a coffin fit earlier. Um, and Manny's saying, so my relationship with God is something that's important to me. Are these women edifying that end? No, they are not. You got to go. No, you are not. You got to go. No, this person is not. You got to go. That's intention. Mm-hmm. And, and calling himself a whore is intention. Yeah. Well, honesty. <laughs> <laughs> self-awareness. Self-awareness. Yep. Yeah. Self-assessment. And so if you're at a point where you're saying, I want to get married, but wait, am I really? Because I'm out here doing things that are opposite of what somebody would want in a mate. Well, then I need to check myself. And so all of that is like, I don't know. I just feel like this really good information that people can take with them. That's kind of practical. You know, you know what was funny? Because here's something that really radical radicalized my life. I would always pray because like I said, like I wasn't trying to go out and like just get down with girls. I just found myself like I'm a romantic. So I I wanted it to work. I wanted it to be love. I wasn't like, oh, I'm just trying to get as many girls as I can. I just, every person that I had interest in, I was like, could this be the one? Could this be the one? Could this yeah. be the one? And so my actions would follow my excitement for it all. 
But when I eventually noticed that, you know, this wasn't happening, I started to realize, man, I have to, at some point, recognize in myself that that these intentions, you know, as much as I like to say, like, these are good intentions, like, they're not producing the outcome that I really, really wanted to see. So I had to, at some point, be honest with myself, because if not, like, I really feel like I would have just kept chasing chasing the wind. I had to look at myself and be like, mm-hmm, this is who you are, but you have, do you have a person that you would like to become? You have to start acting like it now. Yep. And okay. it was important. Like, cause it's, it's, again, it's so easy for us to just give ourselves a pass. Like we can all day long, we can, I, I talk to so many people and one of the most favorite words I hear from people is, but People will tell me all the things that they should do or all the things that they whatever, and then they'll say but. And once I hear once I hear but, I'm like, you don't mean it. Mm-hmm. You you ain't real. You ain't serious with it because but all it does is say all these things I told you are what I would like to be right. or what yeah. I would like to have. This but I'm about to tell you what I really am. That's all it is. It's either yes or no. You either yeah. want this or you don't. You either want to do what it takes to get it or you don't. Just stop with the butt. Stop giving yourself excuses. And that's what I had to do. I I, I could have said, you know, I really do want a wife, but you know, time and 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 yeah. I'm traveling a lot. I'm lonely. You know, all these things keep me falling into the hands of other people, and I'm just like, you know, that's just what I got to deal with. Not nah, full. Nah, you either want to or you don't. And I remember I used to pray, God, take away my desire for women. Take away my sex drive. Take away all these things, right? And I'm like, in my mind, I look at it now and I'm like, that was stupid. Like, (laughs) this is biology. This isn't like, I'm not deciding to be this way. This is biology. So why am I trying to pray against biology? The prayer that I needed to make was, God, help my faith. Because I do not believe that you have somebody worth me keeping it holy for. Wow. I just don't believe you got somebody for me. So I'm going to make do and fill in the blanks because I don't think you're writing my story good enough. That was facts. I have faith in God to do a lot of things, but I did not have faith in him to bring me who I needed. You're like, yeah, creating the earth, fine, big whoop. Why for me, out of your realm. Exactly. I had the same problems with money. Cosmos, but I had the same problem with money. I remember praying for a girl who had a broken leg and I prayed for it. Leg got healed. But I didn't trust them with finances. Immediately the leg got healed? Leg got healed. I told her it was in a cast. I told her, go to the doctor tomorrow. Your leg is healed. He's going to take the cast off. She goes to the doctor tomorrow. The next day, leg was healed. Cast comes off. Casted out demons. I mean, I've done you had and big seen a faith lot. and little faith. You had the faith Bruh. to heal a leg, but not for a wife. Oh, ye of me. That's what faith. I'm trying to say. I'm either all in. I'm either all in or I'm out. I can't. Like, you Why can't be high. What is, bro, what is wrong with you, man? You. It you don't make no yourself? sense. This is, this is how I'm talking You're to myself. Me. I'm like, how am I going to have faith for all these things? But I don't have faith in finances. But I don't have faith in being yeah. your wife. Like that's I how can't be. That is how I'm either is. or or. Because you know like what, what it is now. You believe God can do this for that person with a broken leg. Believing God can do something for, for you, you is a, is a is different, different belief. That's a different faith. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's so also that God can do stuff for other people, but we're not always sure he can do it for us. It's also because I struggled a lot with God loving me and whether or not I was good enough to do these things. Ooh. And I didn't realize I didn't realize who I truly was in God because I was living a performance gospel. A thousand percent. Everything was performance. As long as I performed, Mary, I knew deep God deep. loved me. I what? Yeah, I said you're deep, deep. <laughs> Yeah, I'm trying, I'm trying. Oceans. I'm like, <laughs> look, it was performance because how else, like the world, they, 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 they award you with how well you are in certain things. So if you're good at a job, you get paid. If you're, if you're a good actor, you get fame. If you're, you know, if you're a good musician, these things happen. So it's easy to connect your performance with being being awarded in the christian space we will say blessed what blessed looks like is oh this guy has a big church oh this musician is traveling the world oh whatever look at them they just got a new car god blessings these are blessings yeah so when i would think when i would correlate the two when everything stopped because i got vocal notes on my throat and i had to stop talking for six months i couldn't talk i was out of commission everything stopped I wasn't touring. I wasn't selling records. I wasn't doing anything. I basically fell off the map. And so all the anxieties in me was, well, then who am I? Yeah. I'm not blessed. Like, God, why are you mad at me? Why'd you take this from me? This is the only thing I had and you took it from me. Like, how am I supposed to go spread your word? And I remember God, like, telling me after all this complaining, all this crying, I remember him telling me the greatest thing you can ever be is a son of God. Mm. There is no higher honor. And that sounds hella like Hallmarky. You know what I'm saying? That's very much like, oh, that is such Christianese. But it was truth. If I was not satisfied with being called the son of God, then there's nothing else in this world that's going to be, that's going to work for me, that's going to ever make me feel good enough. So I had to be okay with it. And once I became okay with, you know what, son of God, that's all I need. I don't care what happens. I went into my hippie Jesus movement, which is what I call it. Where Can I started you loving everything. Manny? Yeah, same many Puerto Rico. Uh, <laughs> if you got the healing power, deliver us from the demon called Corona. <laughs> Manny, call on his name. Where two or three are gathered. Ha ha. You can show comments. Is I just wanted a reason to do that. It's amazing. Yeah, also, bro. This comment. Question. Yeah. The comment section is so fire. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This is why I love Patreon because it's like. It's like our it's our friend group among our audience. It's like our close. We see the same people in the comments. Reggie is really funny. Um, Angelica is one of my fans from forever. Um, But Reggie asked Angela, when did you tell Manny that you Facebook stalked him? Oh, man. Later on. Were we married? (laughs) Yeah. I had to hold on to that for a minute. I had to make sure I locked it in. You know what I mean? Sign the papers. You can't come up with that too. You can't. You can't reveal that too early. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I held on to that for me. I thought it was funny. I didn't. I didn't. I wasn't. Right, right, right. Well, I, I thought the it was funny. Who I've ever heard who did that and then just held on? That's FBI. When I be saying women are FBI, oh, yeah, it is. The, the, the police will get that information, knock on your door, and it was like, he held on to that for two years. That's some. That is discipline. That was a cold case. 
That was a cold case that then got resurrected. <laughs> I want to ask you guys something personal for me and Melissa, because this is our first year well, prior to Corona where the, the last two years we toured together, um, the first year, all year, the second year, probably 60, 70 percent of the dates. But this year, zero percent of the dates. It was really important to Melissa and the kids that one of us be home. So how do you guys handle the separation when when one of you is on tour, both of you are on tour and you're spending a lot of time uh, separate? I know you guys go out together sometimes, but other times you're not together. How do you guys uh, deal with that? Well, when that first counseling trip that we did in our first year of marriage told us that if you do go out on tour separately, then you have to dedicate a certain amount of time back after the tour is done. So for us, it was a month. So if I'm gone three months or if I'm gone a month, no matter what, when I come back, I have to be with her for a month. That so that's like hard, we came core, up that time. hard. It was hard no like re recalibrating. Well, because at the time he was going on these big tours with her and they were like back three month long tours and he would just yeah. go back to back to back. And I was like, well, that's not fair. Like you need to yeah. like come yeah. back here. And um sorry, I could drop. Go ahead. Yeah, no. And then I realized that I, you know, as men, we see things like we just have objectives. So to me, like we had a hit single. So everybody's calling to put us on tour now. So I'm like, okay, I can't stop now. There's just right. no way. Yeah. I got blindfolders on. I just gotta do what I gotta do. You gotta yeah. do what you yeah. gotta do. That's we'll high. be good. Yeah. So it wasn't until then where she had to vocalize like, hey, man, this is not what I thought marriage was going to be. And so I had to like digress and be like, OK, cool. Now, the way we do it is. Wait, can I, I say something to that? Sure, sure. So um, when we were both touring a lot and we were away from each other, one, it helped that um, both of us were on tour. It wasn't one of us home oh, waiting oh, for the yeah. other person that's, to get that's home. That's true. That is a, that, so it's that, a little different. different. Yeah. yeah. That's so good. he was here and I was there. But what we had to work on was saving a piece of ourselves for each other. Yes. Meaning when we got on the phone at the end of the night, our conversation sounded the same every single day. How is your show? Good. How is yours? Good. I'm tired. Me too. Okay. Talk to you later. Love yeah. you. Yeah. Bye. Yeah. Same, same, yeah. same. Yeah. So one, one tip that our therapist back then had given us was... Uh, to can maintain intimacy while being apart was to ask each other, what is one thing that you thought today that you wouldn't have told me if I didn't ask you? Oh, yeah. what a great, a great question. Because how many thoughts do we just have in our head oh, that we never just say definitely. out loud? Or if you do, you say it with whoever you're with. There's so many times that I'm with my assistant and I'm like, babe, I told you we were doing this on Thursday. He's like, no, you didn't. I'm like, yes, I did. He's like, I no, you didn't. All the time. Turns out I told my work husband, Jaki, my assistant. She's the one who I told, not him. Yeah. So sometimes we just have like thoughts, thoughts, and other conversations, other conversations. And a lot of times it's just even our internal dialogue that could be self-sabotaging. It could yeah. be doubt. It could yeah. be fear. Um, it could be daydreaming. Uh, this is something I felt my spirit, whatever it was, but we like, just keep it in our, our thoughts and our thoughts. And it's not until somebody says, Hey, what's something you were thinking about that you wouldn't have told me if I didn't ask you right now. And it makes you really pause and give of yourself an intimate part of you to that person. And sometimes, uh, you know, when you hear that, I know a lot of people, butt cheeks get tight. Cause they're like, Ooh, I thought, I, I thought a lot of stuff that I don't really want to tell anybody. 
So they bunch you. You know what I'm saying? Like, if your wife comes at you, hey, what'd you think of today? You ain't, you weren't gonna tell me. Yeah. I mean, like, that, girl, what you, you know what I'm saying? And I remember our first dude, year of marriage girl, multiple times. <laughs> multiple times, our first year of marriage, it was hilarious because everything happened so fast. I, my answer would be like, yo, babe, straight up, I went into this arena and I was looking for my wife today. But then I remembered I was already married <laughs> because typically it went so fast. Typically, yeah. like I would date somebody for a year before we even like thought about being serious. Yeah. But I'm already married in nine months. Yeah. And I'm just like, this is weird. But for the last 15 years, I've been touring and every every place I went into, I was always wife hunting. Yeah. I was always like, my wife could be here. My wife could be here. So multiple times oh, yeah. I would go into places and I'm like, man, is my wife here? And I don't have to like snap back into reality. Y'all ever share the like thoughts, the, the, the like, the things you really don't want to share? Is it tough to be like, I saw mm-hmm. a girl with a fat butt today? Oh, yeah. We, we. Our, we did this uh, marriage intensive retreat mm-hmm. last year and it was so hardcore, like what we dove into and, and really the, the main theme of the, the intensive was creating space for one another. Yeah. Uh, making sure that the other person feels like they can give you everything, not just some things, but everything. Mm-hmm. And so that, that weekend we broke down all these barriers of what for me i was always taught there's things that you tell your boys because they're your accountability and only your boys are going to understand you don't tell your wife or your girl because she's not going to understand it she's not a guy she's going to get upset or she'll get insecure and she'll run away but then i always mess with me because i was like wait a minute but my boys ain't promising to be with me for life like they're not planning promising to like be there my wife is so why do i have to keep stuff from her and in that intensive, we realize how important communication and brutal honesty is. Like yeah. absolute bearing of your soul, honesty is. And it revolutionized our marriage because then we just got 100% open. So all those things, like you said, where you're like, there's no way I can tell this person this. She's going to get mad or he's going to get upset. I cannot be this honest. This is for sure going to cause insecurities or cause whatever. We just let it all out and one thing that we did learn in that um intensive was if i want him to be honest with me and share things with me i have to learn to be that container that can hold all of that that can hold the weight of the things that he's saying that can receive all that if i'm not a safe space for him he's not going to want to share yeah no judgment if he's not a safe space for my craziness, then I'm not going to come to you. So we're literally share that. Once you share that, if that, if that person freaks out, throws it back in your face, you, you've now limited their ability to be open with you. And in effect, that harms your own marriage by, by, or it's kind of like when you overreact, when you have kids, like when your kids finally tell you that one thing that you know is like, it was hard for them to tell you, you cannot freak out as much as you want to. Because if you freak out, they're going to be like, okay, I can't. Obviously, I, I can't, you can't handle it. You can't handle it. And you're there. Oh, I, I should talk to my friends about this or my friend's parents. So it's the same thing with relationships. But I think I, for me, at least, me and Melissa talked about something similar. I don't think it was as concrete as you guys have put it. 
But I'd be like, I'm embarrassed. Sometimes I'm embarrassed to share the stuff I'd be thinking about. Man, they'd be crazy in there. I don't want to tell you because mm-hmm. you're going to get a peek into my crazy. I don't even create yeah. these thoughts. The thoughts just yeah. jump in my mind. And I'd be like, what are you doing? Thought is like, I'm in here. What's going wrong? <laughs> what do you think? How, how do ducks have sex? And then the, the thought is gone. I'm like, what? And there's no context. <laughs> so, Yo, and that's funny because I used to, the same thing. And, and the, the thing that kept me from telling her was fear. A, fear that she's going to think I'm a freaking crazy person. Yeah. But that B, that she's going to she's gonna run away. She's you gonna you thought she was going to like ship you out. Yeah, exactly. But once I got past that fear and this retreat helped, once I got past that fear and I was able to say, these are the thoughts I think. Yeah. All the ones that would make you freaking cry. And she just stood there and was like, okay, these are the thoughts that I think. And then I was right. like, oh my God, we both, we both have thoughts that are not quote unquote normal or, or whatever, like just right. stuff, stuff that yeah. you think about throughout the day that we, ex- we exposed them and neither person ran away, but opposite, we ran towards each other. See, like, she wasn't it was crazy. Out, and, and if she it, were gonna ship you out, she would be using ship stations. <laughs> As folks <laughs> adapt to this changing world, we're all gonna be buying more stuff online than ever before. How do you keep track of who gets what? I don't know. Which shipping carrier should you use? Hmm. Are you getting the best rates? I don't know. That's why you need ship stations. Ship station. Uh-huh. We used to be all <laughs> over the place with our merch. We would be pulling. You know, individually from each site, it would take hours. We'd get orders mixed up, and all that changed when we shipped over to ShipStation. ShipStation Ship works with all major carriers, including you... the USPS, FedEx, UPS, even Amazon. You need to go to ShipStation.com because they are the kings of fulfillment. You can compare and choose the best shipping solution for you and your customer. They even offer big discounts on shipping costs. Oh, Now any business can access the same postage discounts that you usually are reserved for large Fortune 500 companies. You'll always know that you're getting the best deal. Now listen to this. Right now, Love Hour listeners can try ShipStation for free for 60 days when you use our offer code LOVE. Love. Make sure your business is ready to meet the demands of delivery culture. Get started today at ShipStation.com. Click on the microphone at the top of the homepage and type in love. Love. That's ShipStation.com. Then enter the code love. Love. ShipStation.com. Make ship happen. <laughs> Listen, yeah. the way we just pulled out a whole little, I don't know what that was. We acted that out. Give me my, my grant and my Oscar. Y'all are talented. <laughs> I think one thing you guys have said, and I, I really, really like that. You really are being vulnerable with one another. And sometimes your thoughts that you won't share or don't want to share are your most vulnerable thoughts. When Melissa and I were really struggling last year, she was telling me she needs me to be more vulnerable. And she doesn't need me to just tell her when I think things are going to be okay. She needs me to tell her when I think things are not going to be okay. And I was like, I can't. Because if I acknowledge the fear or I acknowledge that I'm scared, then I've just given power to it. And she was like, well, I don't feel close if you only acknowledge the the success. I want to know if you think a show's not going to sell out. I'm like, girl, don't you ever say those words to me. Every show. (laughs) Like, what if it's not going to work? And I think that that honesty, even though it is hard to to share, it has brought us or brought us uh, (laughs) closer, which is more important for us because we end up, when Corona doesn't destroy the world, we end up only having about 
two full days together, usually. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Tuesday and Wednesday are the only days when we wake up and go to sleep with each other because I'm usually wow. flying out Thursday night and arriving. And Tuesday, we're filming all day. And Tuesday, we're filming all day. Wow. So we had to learn how to make the smaller moments more impactful. And it couldn't be that I was your show. Because when you're on the road, both of you guys know, and Melissa, it's, it's very repetitive. It is literally... Yeah. The only variable is how the audience responds because you're giving the same performance. You're staying in the same type of hotel or tour bus. Like you're eating the same thing. You're staying at the same brand of hotel. It's literally the very same. few groundhog day. Yeah, it's ground. And now, especially because I'm doing a club run, you literally do the same thing. You go to the same club, you order the same salmon and vegetables. It is literally <laughs> the same. So, so you've got to make those moments matter more when you have them. Otherwise, it feels like you're just, you know, you're just a cog in the machine of life and, and you're just going through the, the emotions. That's one of the things about Corona that's really been interesting is this like stopped us in our tracks. And now we're doing some. I was telling the doughboy yesterday, I've never spent this much time with my family for this long. Because wow. even my on a regular day, my kids are in school. There's soccer. We've got meetings. We got to shoot or they're, you know, all, even on vacation, you know, like. You do stuff, but you don't you don't be in the because you don't be in the hotel all day. Like we be mm -hmm. in the house all day. So it, it was very uh new for us and I'm sure for a lot of um people. And if you don't have those real real touch points, you probably start to realize your marriage really isn't built on mm -hmm. on anything but routine, which probably feels very scary because now that I'm getting to see you for this much time, I'm realizing I don't know if we have as much in common as I thought we did mm -hmm. because yeah. now every day, all day. And that's very different. It's forcing you to really decide what's important to you. I think that's yeah. what, what happened to us. Like we're, we're having, and, and we say this with the most, um, we don't want to be insensitive, but we're legitimately having a blast. Like there will be times that fear creeps in because I got like this car I was supposed to sell that I can't sell no more. Yeah. I bought this house in Nashville that I was supposed to flip and it, and now I'm holding on to it. I got an Airbnb in Nashville that isn't yeah. getting anything. And I got another house in Nashville yeah. that was supposed to have a renter in. Y'all no, really been so, on Nashville. Yeah, yeah. I got all my real estate, a lot of my real estate's over there, you know? And and it's, it's very much like a scary thing. So transiently fear moves in and out, but we've been living in this thing of like, man, what really is important? And we're realizing, man, you know what? Dinner at night, we've had dinner, which we never do with each other and our, and our, our, our fam here, Penelope and her son, every night. And my wife will cook, which she never cooks, yeah. but she's cooking with Penelope every night. And then we're having time. We're doing our gratitudes. And it is like literally me and my wife are doing TikToks now, which at first I was annoyed but it, now it's like I love you guys. I watch the yeah, we, for yeah. real. Yo, we be having fun, and it's something we never did, but we could always do. We just were yeah. so busy, and I was on this whack routine of like going out and shopping all the time, or doing like just dumb stuff, you know. Yeah. And now I'm like, I haven't stepped foot inside a store, and I'm like, I really don't need stores. Yeah. I don't I need clothes. That said, my shoes probably think I die. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, it's so my business manager. I saw I saw a meme that says, "Who remembers places?" 
my video for today is talking about like me and Melissa usually go on a date night once a week to all these new restaurants. Like I never realized like food at home is good because I'm so <laughs> used to eating. I am so used to eating out because I be on the road. We be busy. And I'm like, man, this is food be good when you make it at home. You know, like I, I don't. But I like also like people bring it to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bro, for real, for real. And it's like I eat anything that she cooks because to me it, it's it's cooked with love. So I'm like, I'm gonna eat yeah. it. I don't care if it's good, I'm gonna eat it. And I'm gonna every every amount, I'm gonna eat it because I appreciate that you even made it. And so I think when this thing is over, I don't think I know. Um I know that our life is gonna look different, like so much for the for the better. It's literally forced me to X stuff out. It's not going to go back. At first, during this, I was like, okay, when are things going to go back to normal? And I don't think they're going to go back to normal, quote unquote. I think there will be some things that return and some things will be different forever. And I think life is really about adjusting to changes, not always going back to a new normal. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. After September 11th, airports never went back to normal. They showed it. And they literally, our kids and Tony Baker never flew prior. They don't even know that you could... Back in the day, you used to be able to go meet with someone somebody. to the gate yeah. or meet them at the gate when they came out. There's movies that have that. That has yeah. been for almost 20 years now. Yeah. And we just got you. The TSA as a whole thing didn't even. It was a metal detector. That was it. You know what I mean? So um, and I think that's the thing about life is realizing like when we moved to L.A., normal was gone forever. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that whole life was when I got fired, normal was gone. And a lot of these things have never when our, our kids are now, uh, this sounds crazy. Our oldest is going into high school, right? Even mm-hmm. even them in the house now, like our normal when they were young was like diaper change, daycare, wipe their butt, take a shower, help right. them with this. These kids, if the Wi-Fi is on and there's food, they don't. They could them. live for a month and never speak to us. If we didn't go bother them, they don't seek us out. No, I bother them every day. Our only communication yeah. is when they text the, the little Apple, can you approve this, <laughs> comes down. If it weren't for that, I don't know that they would talk to us anymore. You know what I mean? So, and when they move out, that's going to be a new normal because, you know what I'm saying? So I think that's the, the work of marriage is balancing and changing as your, as your normal changes. Um, I want to close this out because really quickly, this has been a fantastic conversation. I hope you guys are enjoying it. Um, the Patreon, and I know our listeners will. Some people are suggesting that we both post both episodes. So maybe we both post on sure. Wednesday your episode, and then we both post on Thursday um, our episode. Okay. Yeah, that might be a good idea. Whatever. It could so, be whatever. It could be whatever. <laughs> so while we're talking about quarantine. Oh, wait, I- before I wanted to ask Angela the question. Okay. The last thing. Angela, when you did that boyfriend, uh, I mean, the nail salon joke, did you have any idea it would be that big for that long? Never in my life. (laughs) Did I imagine this? Listen, I grew up in San Jose, California, very strong Vietnamese population in San Jose. It's very diverse in San Jose. And, um, so one of my good friends growing up was Vietnamese. His uh, mom, anytime I would come over to the house, she was cooking pho, whatever. So they would teach me how to say certain things. So when I would go get my nails done, they would teach me words to say to my nail salon artist, right? Yeah. 
And then I would tell her and then she'd be so proud of me that I knew some of her language. Then she would teach me more things. So I learned how to count to a hundred Vietnamese. I learned how to say thank you and all these phrases that I would learn. I started getting my nails done when I was 12 years old. My mom took me for my birthday when I was 12. It was my first time. And then I just kept going ever since then. And um, everything that I say in that joke has been said to me at one point in my life, which is why it's so relatable to people because they have heard these things as well. But the one line that I say, um, honey, you look like model cheerleader, something so nice. That came from, I went, I became a cheerleader for the Oakland Raiders and I got my Raiderette headshot and I came back to the first nail salon that I had ever gone to and my my girl still worked there. So I came and I brought her my headshot so she could put it up on the wall oh, yeah. and like be so proud of me, right? And she was so proud of me, like like a mom, because I've been coming here since I was 12. Yeah. And she saw my headshot and she said, Honey, I know the first time you want in here, you look like model, cheerleader, something so nice. And like that was her telling me, like when I came in at 12, she thought I looked like a model or a cheerleader. And here's my photo to prove I That's knew you were going to be a model or a cheerleader or something. It. I knew that joke had to come from a real place because it was just too perfect. It was. I was like, you can't just think of that. You had to have lived that. That thing yes. is everywhere all it goes viral randomly all there's animated version resurgence everything and it's like i can tell when um because we're living in different times now the um uh climate is changing for comedy and i understand that and so i can always tell when a new media outlet has posted my video because I'll get a slew of new hate mail in my inbox and, and stuff like that. Um, for many of my jokes that I've done. Um, but one thing that I was going to say about this joke. So in speaking even to you, Kev, like as, as a comedian, as an artist, as somebody who's constantly writing and evolving and sharing stories and moving on, So I went through this period of my life. So the nail salon joke had been super, super popular. And I would hear little things from peers that were like, oh, she just got that one joke. That's all she got. It's just that one joke. She's still doing, oh, she's still doing that joke, whatever. And so I went through this season of my life where I was listening to the wrong people. Yep. I I was listening to the people who don't buy a ticket to my show, right. who don't support me on social media, who don't subscribe to anything that I do, who don't leave me a comment, who don't yeah. retweet, repost, whatever, 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 whatever. All these people who don't care about me, yeah. right? I was listening to them instead of the people who actually do care about me. And they're yeah. like, oh my gosh. This joke brings me so much joy. This is the one thing that my mom and I bond over. We don't get along, but we love your joke. This is the one thing that my friends in college on our road trip, we would listen to your comedy, woo, 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 like those people, right? And I remember there was this one show I did in San Francisco. I'll never forget it. It was the first and only time I did it. I was like, I'm not going to do the nail salon joke tonight. I'm not going to do it. Like I was like putting my foot down. I was like, I'm not going to do this joke because I'm going to prove that I am more than this joke. Yeah that I don't even need this joke to have a great show, right? Yeah. So I, I did my set, I didn't do the nail salon joke and I walk off stage 
and um, I'm checking my Facebook messages afterwards. And there was a message from this girl that was like, hey, and it wasn't like, I know you can't read tone in texts and messages and DMs, but you can sometimes tell when somebody is just hurt, you know? And this woman text messaged me on Facebook and was like, hey, I've been a fan of yours for a really long time. My my mom and my friends, we love the nail song joke. We heard you were coming to San Francisco. We drove two hours to come and see you. And we were really hoping that you would do that joke because that's kind of what bonded us together. And you didn't do it. And it was really disappointing. And that stung so hard that I was like, why am I listening? Who do I need to prove myself to? Who are these people? Oh, she still got that. Other comics are the absolute worst. They don't buy they even when they see you, they come in for free because the club lets them in. There's comics. You can't do music bits. You can't do church. Kev just got the church. Bruh, I don't care if you even feel that way because people follow me because I'm the churchy guy. So they're mm-hmm. coming expecting that. And I went through the same thing, Angela. Somebody in here said that 5% is real for everybody. I used to, I was in a space before. That I was like, I was trying to defend myself to people online and all this. Melissa was like, Kev, 5% of the people are going to hate you no matter what you do. 95% mm-hmm. of people are going to love you. The bigger you get, the bigger the 5% is going to get. But your, your amount of supporters is also bigger. So just focus on the people who care. And that, I mean, of course, I still get in my feelings sometimes at a stupid comment. But I try not to let it affect my life because other other comics are sometimes just bitter, yeah. just mad because they think you have what they should have. And mm-hmm. if they had it, they they would do something. They're more deserving of it. But you they didn't do the work you did. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They didn't work that joke. They didn't live that life. So sorry, bro. Be sad. Yeah, I can't. Yeah. I can't let, I got a show in Australia. I'm gonna see you, play boy. Have fun at the at the ha ha. Going up. Oh my god! So after that weekend, I said never again. I'm gonna do this joke as long as people want to hear it. And so, still here I am. I've been touring now 13 years, and I will still do that joke at every single show because I know it's what people either. They found me with that joke. Yeah. It means something special to them. Whatever it is, I now kind of present it as like a gift. That yeah. joke. Like I do my whole set. I'm working on my fifth hour right now. I will. I am so confident in all the material that I'm doing. And then it's kind of like at the end, I'm like, listen, thank you for writing with me for this yeah. long. Here you go. And yeah. here's, here's the gift. Here's the joke that you all want to hear and love and whatever. And then now at this point, it's not necessarily the comments from like peers, like, oh, she still got that joke or she's still doing that joke. Now it's like the climate changing of not being able to do this. I did a TED talk one time and I was talking about joy and gratitude and I did that joke. And then there was like messages from people for that because it's a bigger platform. It's different. Yeah. People, everybody has different opinion. And yeah. like you said, the 5% is going to grow, but so yeah. does the fan base. And honestly, I always gauge my heart and my heart's intentions. Yeah. And as long as I can sleep at night, knowing my heart's intentions and I stand by my decision. Yeah, I love that. I love it too. 
I love it too. Yeah. I don't Get even know. Yeah, I think that's good. Yeah. I yeah. didn't mean for it to take that long, but it was I was very interested in that. No, I was too. I think it was a really it was a great question. No, no, that was great. No, I, yeah. It wasn't towards you. We had more questions, but that was just well, such I a was, solid thing. Yeah, I was just gonna ask the like fun quarantine questions, but honestly, I don't even Let's think it's appropriate. Episode. Um, I think that this was a great conversation and talking about that 5%, 9% or 95% is really good. I will say this though. Um, that is not some, that the revelation that there are haters and concentrate on your, your, the people that, you know, love you and support you is not something you say once and then you're done and right. you can continually live that. That is something that you have to remind yourself yes. on a daily basis yeah. because sometimes people are just mean. Sometimes people are nasty. Sometimes people just have more time than you do. Uh, and I say that because there was this guy and I don't even know if he's still in there now, but just in the last two weeks, one guy has changed his Instagram name five times now to troll me in my DMs. Why? Five times. Have some business. And that's literally, <laughs> I'm like, you literally, we're all I on quarantine. Every day. We all have time, but I just don't have that much time. Right. I, I just don't have that much time. I have a husband and kids and a household to maintain. I just do not have this much time to give you and like focus on you. But it is so much easier said than done because you're annoyed, you're aggravated, yeah. you feel like someone's attacking your integrity, your character or whatever, they're just lying on you. You feel like you wanna defend yourself. So it's a lot easier said than done. It is something that you have to do on a daily basis of like reminding yourself you're not worth my time and your energy. And then sometimes you're just like, you know what? I do have a little bit of time. I'm in between meetings. <laughs> <laughs> today I got, I'm gonna keep it G real with you, cut. Today I got let time. Me, let me just ask you. <laughs> you know? I did two, two things that I- meeting got canceled. Two things that I realized with, with my haters. Well, two things that I, I started doing. One was I always responded in love. Always, no matter what. I know this sounds hella cheesy, but- Tried. When somebody would hate on me, I would just respond, uber love. Like they would say the meanest thing. And I'd be like, bro, thank you for the encouragement. I really appreciate it. Um, praying for you. Hope, hopefully you're doing good. You know, but I would mean it. I, I wouldn't mean the encouragement part, but I would I would literally be like, I'm praying for you. I hope you're doing well. Hope you're happy. And then I literally turn 80% of the haters into lovers. 80% oh, yeah, of them will turn because they're expecting me to give them back with that's so true me. yeah and and they're blown away that i'm gonna come at them with love because i'm like bro i know who i am right. I, I i you cannot shake me that was the one thing i started doing and then the second thing that i learned quickly was find a way to quickly make your passion your hobby find a way to make money outside of your passion because then Ooh. you will you will lose all inhibitions. You would not care or give two craps about what anyone thinks yeah. because it's not affecting your bottom line. Yeah. That's why I'm into real estate. I'm like real estate. I'm about to. I'm researching Amazon. I'm re all these passive ways of income. Ain't no negative so on real estate. <laughs> hey man, it's, it's like just of your four, four. Oh, oh, it's three bedroom. Oh, I don't hear from no one exactly. I just collect. These are all emotionless emotionless yeah. things you know what i'm saying so once i i realize okay i need to get into passive income that covers my life so that that way these passions these things that we do when we try to entertain people we're doing it from the purest sense there's nothing yeah. that's no good. one is 
We're not like, oh, this joke works, so I got to keep going down that route. I, even yeah. though I want to go this route, I got to keep going this. I got to give them what yeah. they want. Okay. I got to give them what they want because then you become a slave to the people. And for yeah. me, freedom is the most the most wanted thing in my life. I just want to be free to do and be who I, who I want to be. So the quicker you can find a way to make money outside of your passion, the quicker you can be free from managers, agents, fans. And, and you love your fans, but you don't want to be a slave to your fans. No, you I get you want your fam and you to be family. Yeah. Just fans that are family that are with yeah. you no matter what. And the people that aren't with you, they can keep it going because it's, it's like, right. bro, I, I don't want need any of this. Me. Yeah. I don't need any of this to live. So That's it's like. Funny. I wanted to address, I saw a few comments come in about the TED Talk and going to look for it. I want to clarify, I'm doing stand-up in the TED Talk, and the focus is on gratitude and, and joy, but it's my stand-up comedy, just Got it. to answer some of the questions that were in the comments there. That's fantastic. Hallelujah. Great, man. Yeah, I've no. Had, I've had so much fun. With I had guys. a blast. I think that this was fantastic and getting to know you guys a little bit better. And Chow, someone said uh, Manny has a direct number. Jesus is on Manny's main line. Okay, you hear me? Manny is on the main line. <laughs> Jesus called him up. Listen, this man over here. You, we can have a conversation. We deep, deep. We just did. Yes, yeah. I can't wait till we can do this in person. This yeah, no, I think it's amazing. So fantastic. Yeah, this was fun. So, um, tell the people. No, we're on y'all's. No, you're on ours. Okay, so yeah. tell the people, um, where they can find you, your podcast. Also, if you're listening to this, hopefully you've already listened to the episode before because we impromptu just decided we're both going to drop both episodes. So listen to part one um that dropped yesterday and then you can listen to this one after and it will all make sense but again where can they find you uh yeah so manuel reyes m-a-n-w-e-l-l -L, like this man is doing well reyes r-e-y-e-s and then my queen angela johnson and then our our podcast is nights at the round table that's n-i-g-h-t-s like nighttime and uh yeah nights at the round table pod on all platforms and if you are interested in hearing any of my music? It's just Manuel, M-A-N-W-E-L-L, -L, everywhere, iTunes, Spotify. You can find all things on all platforms because we're, we out here, y'all. We out just here. Say, <laughs> just say, no, hobby, we working. Yeah, everybody, <laughs> listen, this whole thing is a, is a grind, okay? Uh, thank you guys again so very much. We appreciate you. Again, we will do this again. I love when our audience loves what we're doing because they're like, y'all need to do this again. Y'all need to make this quarterly. Um, so that yeah. makes me do excited. It. That means they like it. Oh, Can sir. you stop moving? We will. <laughs> all day. Now you want to fuss at me. You your mama. Your, your mama. All right. <laughs> <laughs> love y'all. It's, it's just a phrase. <laughs> All right, bye, guys. All right, bye, you guys. Bye. Bye, y'all.